Hey there, podcast listeners. It's Andrea Grivel with SocialSchoolForEDU.com. I'm so excited to welcome you back to another episode of Mastering Social Media for Schools. And I am very excited for you to meet this week's guest, Brendan Schneider. Brendan, I've been learning from him for a long time, and I'm excited to share a lot of his wisdom with you today. He's going to talk about why social media alone is not enough. He's going to break down UGC. If you don't know what UGC means, well, he's going to share how it helps uh, with developing awesome content for your school. He has a rule about how he shares out on social media. It's a 75-25-1 rule. I'm not going to, you know, steal the secret there. You're going to want to listen in. And then we're going to kind of break down some swag ideas for schools. We talk about Instagram. We talk about Facebook. We talk about so, so much more in this episode. So I hope you lean in and enjoy meeting my friend, Brendan Schneider. I'm Andrea Gribble, a Wisconsin mom who got laid off from her corporate career and jumped into entrepreneurship, not knowing exactly where that road might lead. I'm a natural-born cheerleader who discovered a way to cheer on schools through the power of social media. Turns out, social media isn't easy. I had to figure out what I was doing, and now I'm here to teach you everything I've learned. The Mastering Social Media for Schools podcast gives you simple, actionable strategies to celebrate your students and connect your communities through the power of social media. Join me as I pick the brains of experts across the country to bring you the best tips and tricks to make your school social media shine. Today's K-12 PR tip is the Facebook Save feature. Now, I have a video linked in the show notes, so if you want to see exactly what I'm talking about, you're going to be able to go to that video. But we often see ideas from other schools, and that's how I learn. That's how I get inspired. I see what other schools are doing and see what I could bring to the schools that that I serve. And so as you're scrolling through your Facebook on your phone and you see a great idea, maybe a great staff feature or uh, a, a great student photo uh, prompt that you might want to share with somebody, if you go in the upper right-hand corner with the three dots, you can actually save that post and you can create different folders. I would just keep it simple and I would just be like school ideas or, you know, Facebook post ideas and save it to your collection. The way that you access that is you actually go to your main profile, your menu page, and there's a little flagged part where you can look at, look at your saved posts and be able to look at those when you're actually back at work. So this is a time saver. This is uh you don't have to take a screenshot and then try to find it back in your saved pictures with all of your other many pictures that you might have. You can actually save things right in Facebook. And I think that, you know, the way to get better on social media, we don't have to recreate the wheel. We can learn from people that are doing amazing things. And this is just a great way to make the most of that scrolling time. You spot something that's great for your job, just save it there and it'll really help take your social media to the next level. So I hope this tip helps. This interview with Brendan Schneider is definitely going to help. So lean in as we talk about all the things with social media. Enjoy. Welcome back. I am so excited to be sharing Brendan Schneider with you today. Hey, Brendan. 
Hi, Andrea. How are you? We're hoping that we don't get cut off today because you have some people out in the uh, the lawn, right? I do. I, I guess I need to come clean. Um, last week, I my wife's convinced I did it, but I don't think I did. Cut our internet line to the house. So especially during quarantine, it was not a pretty sight at my house. Uh, we have two kids and that didn't go well. But of course, then the, they our internet provider fixed it quickly. I give them credit. But then they tell you that the trenchers are going to come back. And of course, they show up right now. So we'll see what happens. This will be fun. Yeah. At one time, I had, I think we had our internet cord out on top of our lawn like all summer long because they didn't come. And so it was like you're trying not to hit it when you mow the lawn and things, but it, it all worked well. Well, Brendan, I'm really excited. I met you through a podcast uh, quite a few years ago. I've been following you. So can you introduce yourself uh, to the listeners? Sure. Brendan Schneider. I'm the Director of Advancement at Sewickley Academy, which is a pre-K through 12 day school located outside. uh, Well, it's located in Swickley, Pennsylvania, which is outside of Pittsburgh. And then I also run a blog called Schneider B. um, And I think that's really where we connected and have a lot of similar interests. Yeah, absolutely. You've been sharing. How long have you been running Schneider B? Um, That's a great question. I think it's probably nine or 10 years now. Okay. Sharing what you've learned and your and you work for an independent school, although your advice pertains to all schools. Cause let's be frank, like almost all of our schools are independent because there's so much competition and everything. And so what you've been able to provide has really been been helpful to me. Um so t- a little bit about your school, about how many students and <clears throat> sure. We're uh pre-K through twelve, uh day school, co ed, about six hundred kids. Okay. And your role is the advancement director. Advancement. So do you yeah. Do you run all the social media yourself or do you have a team? No, I have a team. So there are so advancement for us, and that's kind of a nebulous term depending on the school you're at. And uh, it's really like external affairs. So things that are not in the classroom. So external facing stuff. So admissions and and marketing, communications, alumni, development. I think that's it. So, and the, so I call it like the, the Marcom team. There are three of us. Um, okay. And then I participate with my team and we work, uh, try to work collaboratively to get things done just because there's so much to do. And then, you know, a classic school move is that things are never taken from your plate. You know, we just keep adding and piling on. So we, we try to divide and conquer. Yeah. And you guys work collectively. You do a great job. We're going to link to all of your sites that are out there. You even have Pinterest and, you know, some of those things in regards to sharing um, what's out there. So I think that's great. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey with social media at the at the academy, just on how you've adapted it and how you kind of use it to you know, communicate and with your not only community that goes to school there, but, you know, beyond that? Yeah, that's a, it's a great question, and it's a, it could be a really long story. We could talk forever about that, um, w- which is fun. But anyways, how we started uh, was I started at Swickley Academy in 2008-9, and of course, it's the recession, the crash. And for us, independent schools, we're recruiting new kids every year. So what happened was is we had a um, – what was it, October, November that year, the the market just, if you look at a curve, it just dropped. There's no curve. It's just a line down. And that was our, uh, we track every Friday, our inquiries, our applications, and our visits. And that looked 
like a month later, it looked the same as the market, just a line down. So we freaked out and um, tried different things. Um, we tried some traditional kind of marketing methods that we had never used, like billboards and placards at the Pittsburgh International Airport. And they were really expensive, hard to measure, um, and didn't work very well. Uh, so we w- ran to social media. So this is the funny piece. This was still fairly early days, and I've always been a geek and interested in tech, and so I was early on social media. So we thought, okay, if we launch our Facebook page and our Twitter account, we'll have hundreds of mission-appropriate full-pay families knocking at our doors. Um, that didn't work. <laughs> you know, it, it just doesn't work that way. So uh, for us with social, the next piece was inbound marketing, and that was a real kind of light bulb moment. And particularly how social media fits into inbound. Um, and, and that was really important for us. So just really quickly, if you're not familiar with inbound, it's um, persona is the first step, uh, developing or, or determining keywords, and then search engine optimization, the creation of content, and then social media is the fifth piece. And realizing that you take social to share your content, draw people back to you so that they can convert was again a light bulb moment for us um, and and very very important for how we use social yeah you actually just uh, came into my group um, we did a, a webinar and it was very very helpful uh, for folks to kind of realize and you broke it down um, it sounds scary it is a little bit scary I guess when you think about it but when you break it down it is is it is a little bit more digest digestible you started that back in like 2010. I think it was 2010, yes. That is amazing. And so what has that whole approach been able to do for your admissions and inquiries and all of that? Like what kind of results have you seen? Yeah, we've seen, I've learned a lot along the way and I'll answer the question and then give you the results. So the one thing we learned through all this, all these years is that inbound marketing and really using social can control one thing and that's our number of inquiries. The inquiry to um, really an enrollment, or I should say to an application, is really a function of our admission office and our people being professional and moving people through the pipeline. Um, And then from an accepted student to an enroll has nothing to do with inbound, Um, even on the national scale or national you know, landscape, it's cost and transportation are the two biggest barriers. So that has nothing to do with inbound. So we go back to inquiries. so inquiries for us steadily increase and are still robust and positive. Uh, well, except for this year. Well, we were going fine until, um, what was it, about March when everything kind of, you know, went crazy. <laughs> so, so we've had success and continue to have success in the, in the number of inquiries that we're getting. Um, so we stick with it. We keep going. Right. And, and Brendan, this, this episode is going to air in the summer and I think uh, summer of 2020. Mm-hmm. So we're all, you know, there's still a lot of unknowns of what school is going to look like in the fall um, because of you welcoming, you know, students in and doing a lot of, uh, uh, I guess, tours and open mm-hmm. houses. You've had to kind of transition that to some virtual tours, right? Yeah, we have. We have. We're so, and we're, uh, quite frankly, Andrew, we're still trying to figure it all out. So, what have you done so far? I mean, because I've seen, I've been on your page. There's been some yeah. invitations, and so, what kind of strategies? And just talking off the cuff, have you tried? Yeah, w- what we're doing is um, 
you know, we made the transition pretty quickly to kind of a virtual admission office. Um, and really the virtual office across school, we're all remote. Uh, we haven't been on campus since, I mean, collectively since before our spring break, which is really like the second or third week of March. So our thought was, how do we get or give families the experience of campus and having a tour um, without giving them campus and having a tour? And the other struggle that we have is that um, we, we're, we're blessed with really nice facilities, but you know, we make in our pitch and what we talk about, that's not really the point. Um, the point is our people and the program, and that's the that's the key. So how do you bring that to a virtual environment? I, I have to tell you and be honest, I don't think we figured it out, but we're trying. So <clears throat> what we ended up doing was um, we chose a webinar tool, so really a broadcast tool as opposed to something like Zoom, which we use for classrooms, because we just felt that prospective families would be a little intimidated to jump into a, a democratic room and, and be like, geez, I don't know anybody and I'm going to ask a question. And we're like, no way are they going to do that. So we chose a webinar tool so it would push out. Um, we invited kids to um, join. So our own students, so high school students, yeah. to join the virtual tour. And then we used, um, we have on our website a, um, a really cool 3D map. And the kids were able to walk the campus, uh, I'm using air quotes here, nobody can see it, walk the campus virtually and and give the tour that way. We also, um, we were fortunate enough, just we're repurposing content, which I'm a huge fan of. A couple summers ago, we realized, or really a couple school years ago, we realized that families that would visit us in the summer and look at campus would kind of have the same experience, that they could see the physical buildings. Again, very nice, but not the point. So our admission team was really smart and they shot videos during the year of classrooms, of the activity and the energy and just the awesomeness. Um, and then when they, and they, so they have an iPad. So when they would walk campus and they would walk into a room that looks rather sterile, especially in the lower school, you know, there's always stuff everywhere on walls, ceilings, everywhere. And then they could take the, so it's not a virtual reality kind of thing, but then they could take the videos of that live action um, and share and give it to the family so they could see it <clears throat> and then visually kind of put that on that classroom space or that <clears throat> gym space or wherever they were. So we've been trying to use those as well to give families an experience. That's incredible. And I love that you are doing, you know, basically a webinar, being able to invite them in, um, not putting them on a Zoom like meeting where they're seeing everybody. Um, but then it's just a conversation um, and they can ask questions. You're involving students. I love that. Have you often, you know, included all of your students in some of your recruitment and, and you know, marketing efforts? We do. And, and um, we try to do it as much as we can. And then uh, in particular, where we do it is that I'm trying to think almost all of the tours that happen on campus are students. So if a family comes into um, tour, uh, so sixth grade to grade, you know, to high school, um, we have a student do the tour or two students do the tour. Um, and, and the thought there is that uh, our kids are the product. 
our kids are the result, you know, and they, they're fantastic because all our kids are fantastic. So we put those really great kids in front and do the tours. And then for lower school. So for us, that would be pre-K through grade five. We have our grade five students do the tours and those kids just rock it. You know, they're, they're still not jaded in a way, you know, it's still cool to do those things and they are unbelievable. And, and when I was in the admission office, which was a long time ago, parents would come back and say, I just want my son to be like that kid because, <laughs> because they're great. And, and, and the fifth graders love it because it's a privilege and they, they really take pride in their school. So it's a win-win for sure. I love it. And if, you know, if, if some of our listeners aren't in maybe an, you know, a, a school where you're doing routine tours, think of ways that you could use a student talking about your school in a tour type manner with a video, you know, we all got phones at which, which make great video cameras, being able to utilize those and put those out on your website, on social media, incorporating those into things. I think that's, that's an awesome idea. The, you know, something else that we did, Andrea, along those lines, which you just reminded me, we're not doing it currently is we had a lot of fun and a lot of success with, um, and this isn't exactly rocket science, but like Instagram takeovers. And we would let our kids. So when we launched our Instagram um, account for school, we wanted to get the kids to follow it. And we thought, what better way than let our seniors take over for the day? And, you know, the kids, of course, are going to flock to that because uh, adults and, you know, we're not cool, but the seniors were. So that was really successful. That's awesome. And now you talk about Instagram. Instagram is such a powerful tool. I think, you know, Facebook is our number one channel for all of the schools we serve, but Instagram is number two. Um, Of course, TikTok's coming in fast and furious in regards to taking our kids' attention over, but they're still on Instagram. You have an incredible series on SchneiderB.com on Instagram, and so I'm going to make sure to link to that, um, Brendan, in the show notes. It's got, oh my gosh, it's just like the, it's, you could, you could have wrote a book with all of the things you shared, but I was particularly interested in talking about UGC. So UGC stands for user generated content marketing, and you do a great job with it. So could you just kind of break that down a little bit and, you know, maybe tell our listeners ways that they could incorporate, you know, cause we're all, especially right now it's summer. So we're struggling a little bit with content. Summer school's not in session. Yeah. So um, how do we get our users to generate content that we can then use out on our social media channels? Yeah, this is such a, I mean, just to break it down into things that people can use as well. It's such a, you know, we talk about a win-win in the last situation. This is just win-win-win all over because <clears throat> it allows people to get involved. It allows them to get super excited about seeing their content on our channels. And ultimately it's about just practical. Um, you know, we, I am fortunate to have uh, a team, uh, but we don't scale. We can't be everywhere. And to your point, Andrea, we're, we can't be anywhere right now. Um, so the thought was we have a spirit day every Friday at school. So, um, we have a dress code. It's not super strict, but we have a dress code. And then, um, the fun thing on Fridays was always, Hey, you can, kind of dress down as long as you wear school, school gear, you know, school attire, spirit wear. And so we thought, how do we bring that to the virtual space? So really how that's, or what started was 
um, a spirit day every Friday. So even if you're on your Zoom call or we would be in admin meetings and we'd all be wearing, um, you know, our Swickley Academy gear. Um, but then we had a contest where people would submit photos of themselves in Swickley Academy gear or make signs or, you know, the one <laughs> we were talking before we started, a, a, a young girl did a cheerleading like routine. And I was like, what? That's awesome. So and then what happens is that uh, we pick a winner. And we post that winner on Friday. And then on Saturday, we didn't really think about this initially, but on Saturday, because this was one of my team members who came up with this idea on Saturday, she's posting the entries that are still great because we're like, oh my gosh, some people spent, quite frankly, a lot more time than I thought they would creating this these great photos. So she posts those on Saturday and uh, it's been a huge hit and we're still doing it. So although this is our... I guess technically this it'll be our last week, so we're we're running towards the end of that. Okay, but they can definitely check out, and I've got your Instagram channel. You've got over two thousand followers on there. Um, the little girl, by the way, that did the cheer, she looks like she's maybe in second grade, and so it's a little. Oh my gosh, I just love that. Um, so break that down for us in regards to how are they submitting these videos or photos to you. I think we just went really low tech and they email them. Okay. And you that's, e that's easy. Yeah. yeah. It was again, as, as geeky as I am and, and I love tech, it, it's, you know, we realized it's really in all marketing. It's not about us. So it's about the end user. And we just said, look, email it's to a team member and she, she manages it, but we're like, email it to her. And um, that's how we do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you could use a hashtag. You yeah. could, I mean, we've done contests where they'll, you know, post the picture in the comment below. I do have to say there's a few of these pictures because I'm looking at a little dog that was back on April 10th. That is like, has your, has your hat and your scarf on it. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's another picture of a little, of a gal with her cat. Um, and I also see a picture of like a red um, cardinal that, that somebody caught with your hat. And so it's yeah. unique. You know, when you throw animals in with it, it's classic, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we had initially, <clears throat> there was also another thing that we did is um, we ended up creating a virtual school video, uh, which is another topic. But <clears throat> we asked faculty su to submit photos and a lot of them were with their animals, which was great in with animals in their home. Because it helped, and I thought it was great just to see everybody, but also it helps humanize the our faculty. Like, you know, kids just think they're, oh my gosh, they're faculty. But, you know, they have lives too, and they have pets. And I think that was cool for our students to see. Yeah, that humanizes a little bit. Okay, so I've got a question. This is a surprise question. But you've got this little guy with a suit and tie on with a bubble by his head. And a, he says, I'm back. Oh. So I'm assuming he is like kind of a, I don't know if he's like one of your avatar, like main uh, characters and communicating some things out. Can you share that? That's actually uh, a current student. Okay. Um, that was mocked up and that's for our uh, fundraiser that we do in the spring. So, so typically, and this is the story and I'll make it short, but typically we do um, a day of giving every kind of May 1, and it, it coincides with our lower school grandparents and special friends day. When we have, I mean, I'm not kidding, three to 400 people on campus just for this event. And it's a, it's, it's an unbelievable, crazy time, but it's 
just fabulous because the kids are happy to have grandparents and friends. Anyways, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, but we've started to do our day of giving on that day, and last year we thought, in terms of fundraising, um, you know, it's not real sexy and it's not necessarily real fun. So we we decided to be a little tongue in cheek. So we had a video made. Uh, that student's name is Bennett, and Bennett was the star of the video. We made um, images and collateral to use. This year, our lower school grandparents special friends day was canceled because we're not there. So we were trying to think of what to do. So we we brought Bennett back, shot another video, and this time he invited alumni from around the world to talk about why they give and support Swickley Academy. So, so that was the video. That's why he's back. It's the second year of that campaign. Um, but people really like Bennett. And if you knew him, he's, he's hilarious. So it, it's worked. I love it. And I did spot some of your um, alumni uh, posts, um, w- which was again involved with your Panther Pride contest, but there was even some alumni sharing stuff. So that was a great way to get everybody kind of included in that. Yeah, it, it, we again, it's one of those things that, um, yeah, we, we could do more and more and more. But, you know, uh, and it was actually someone on my team. It wasn't even my idea. Um, but we're up like, let's do it. It sounds great. <laughs> well, you're like me, Brendan. We surround ourselves with really bright people that are probably a little bit younger than us. And so then they have really good ideas. I'll cheer um, for that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm guessing you're not sending out prizes. You're just like recognizing them on on social media, right? Um, we correct. And I think for that one, I think for that contest, we might give them swag, uh, when we're back in, in, um, when we can see everybody, but you know, we have, so the way our office works is we have a lot of school swag that we keep just for gifts, little things. Um, and I think we'll give them some swag, but, but to be honest with you, it's so insignificant. I think to your point, it's not about the prize. It's, it's about just being recognized and being on our channels, which is a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. So just talking about swag, because I've, I've seen some things in here. What are some of your favorite like little giveaways just to let people know? Because, you know, it's summertime. They may be looking at what they're going to purchase uh, going forward. What are some of your swag ideas? Um, yeah, we. That's a good question. I mean, the obvious are, you know, some sort of mug or cup or, I mean, those always play well. Um, we have school magnets that people put on cars. That's always played well. Um, you know, pens as I look at the wonderful pen that you sent me that plays well. Um, we had, uh, you know, I don't know if people are familiar with the like the terrible towel. It's a Pittsburgh thing. You know, that yellow towel people yes, wave. I am as a Packer fan. Yeah. I'm, I'm aware of that. So we had a, a, a red towel of similar size made with our um, mascot on it. So those were really popular. The other thing that kids liked um, some sort those little drawstring bags. Yep. Um, I, those were really popular. People like those, even adults. Um, yeah. I'm going to throw out a new idea because I think this is the rage and my, I don't have very many stickers. I'm showing my water bottle right now, but stickers are big. Like kids put them on their computer, you know, if they can at the school, sorry, if you can't put stickers on your computer, but on your water bottle or anything. um, I think stickers are a really low cost option and you can get them customized. So if you have your school logo, 
or they could have a great saying about, you know, your school or whatever, but that might be a fun thing to add to it. But um, that's awesome. And I have a, I have a blog on school swag. So I'll just link that in the notes, but I think it's good to, um, you know, be able to spread some cheer, spread some school spirit. Yeah. Um, so talking about social media advice for folks that may be a little bit overwhelmed and, you know, certainly talking about some of the content marketing, which I definitely think is the next step, which by the way, Brendan has great programs available too. If you're really ready to step in to true content marketing, you need to check out his website and uh, you've got the Marcom Society there to help support folks. But if you're just kind of um, a little bit overwhelmed, what's one piece of advice that you'd like to kind of share um, with our listeners? Yeah, the, the, there are two things. Um, the first one I always tell people when I'm talking about social is, you know, just pick one channel and do it really well. Um, and I think that what I like to do is bake into that. Don't compare your now with someone else's five years from now, you know, like, like, so what I, we're not the, the person to compare to, because again, we've been doing it for a long time. We have a team, um, you know, we have, I don't know, four, five, six channels. We're doing a lot of stuff, but we didn't start this way. So, you know, don't compare your now to my now. Um, and then pick one, you know, people are like, Oh, I got to add this. I got to add this. I got, I go, no, 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 no. You said it earlier, Andrea, Facebook is the king right now, um, especially from a standpoint of where people are, where our audience is, is the most important piece. And then for me on social, it's about that conversion, being able to convert them. Um, So for us, it's drive back to a website or a blog where we can get their email address. That's what I mean by convert. So so pick one, do it really well, and then um, resist the urge to add until you feel really good about it and resist the urge from other people telling you what to do (laughs) until you're ready. Yeah. Because every, because everybody's on social media, everybody thinks they're a social media expert. Mm -hmm. And when you're doing it for a school, it's really not the same as just, you know, using it for personal use. But I think that's really solid advice. Um, I always tell people to take a step back. If you're too overwhelmed, just get one down pat. Um, And while you cannot compare yourself again to Weekly Academy or, you know, some of these pages that have been doing it for six or 10 years, you can be inspired by components that they're doing and you're going to be able to. So this is one of my things for this summer, Brendan, is grab a page and just start following it. And on your Facebook page, like you can actually save specific posts into a folder on your Facebook page and that you can look back later. Like you're like, oh my gosh, I like how they did that. So that then when you are maybe back in school or you are working, you can refer back to those things and you don't have to recreate the wheel. You can use what they did and and apply it to your to your school. Do, do you like that tip? I Actually, and we didn't even preface this. I do that all the time. I use the save feature on Facebook all the time. One, for things that I like and am inspired by. And two, because I've liked and follow a lot of the brands and the training and and the people that I like to learn from, when their posts come up and I see something, I'll save it so I can deal with it later. Um, So I absolutely, I follow your advice. Look, I didn't even know I did. So there you go. 
Well, maybe I got it from you somehow. I don't, I, I don't know, think but, so. um, that's all you. <laughs> well, the smartest the smartest people don't recreate things, right? They learn from others that are doing it. And uh, I do a K-12 PR tip video. I haven't created this video yet, but I will. And so by the time that this airs, this podcast, I'll have a little video tip. If you don't know exactly what we're talking about, we're going to show you what we do. And, and uh, I think that'll be really helpful. Um, as we kind of wrap this up, Brendan... You know, is there any other message that you'd want to share with school PR pros out there that are listening, um, you know, as far as advice when it comes to social media or marketing or any of that? Yeah, there, there are really uh, two things that I think about, and maybe they're interrelated. The first is um, I had come up with a concept called the 75-25-1 rule. And, and quite frankly, I made it up, Andrew, but here's how it breaks down. 75% of the time... Um, post content about your school. 25% of the time, post content that's um, not about your school, but similar to your school, meaning, uh, or related to your school in some way, like um, stuff from your community, stuff from uh, the library, educational resources for children, um, just as a way because I always want to create channels that are resources for our parents, not just one-way uh, megaphone blast to people. And then the one is really uh, one interaction per day. You know, I think schools and, and really all marketers forget that social media is supposed to be social. So if you can comment, whether it's on a post that somebody has shared with you or left a comment or go out to some other things and, and connect with people through your channels – um, is I think really, really, really important. So whether you do the 75, 25, one, whether you do 50, 50, whatever it is, just remember that. And I think that'll help. The other big piece of advice I like to tell school marketers is especially on socials, I think they forget to make the ask. So, uh, a book that I like, um, is, uh, Jab, 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 right hook. It's a Gary Vaynerchuk book and it's social media and it's a little older now, but it's the first book that really um, helped me understand that you have to be different on each channel. They're not, you can't, you can't just blast the same things. And then the other big thing I took from that book is that uh, the author is a boxing aficionado. So jab, 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 right hook is give, 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 sell. So, so many schools forget to, um, you know, they're just, basically they're just giving, make the ask. So what's the ask, um, attend our open house, uh, support our fundraiser, um, sign up for X, Y, Z. Um, don't forget to do that piece. And I think if you can do those two things, you're going to put yourself, um, ahead of most school marketers, although not, we're trying to compare each other, but you're going to make yourself more successful, uh, in the use of the channels. That's great advice. You have a lot of great books. Do you know that, Brendan, the first book that I read when I started my company in 2014 was Jab, Jab, Jab. Oh, right was it really? That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yes. Yeah, so um, it's great. And Gary Vaynerchuk goes 100 miles an hour. If you want to be overwhelmed, you follow him because it's going to be a little overwhelming. But, but you bring up a really great point, Brendan, in, in the fact that all of these business marketing books can completely and 100% be applied to schools. You just have to have that lens on and figure out, okay, what is my ask? And you just gave great examples. So I love your insight. Um, if, if our listeners want to follow you, where is the best spot to go? Best spot to go is just the blog. So it's just schneiderb.com and then everything really flows from there. 
Okay, and you can get linked up. You can check out his programs. Um, we'll link it all in the show notes. I really appreciate your time, Brendan. Um, I continue to be a student of yours, and I appreciate how much you give uh, to everybody in addition to, to your role at your school. So I wish you nothing but the best, and uh, thanks so much. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on. This was fun, and uh, I look forward to talking soon. All right. Awesome. We'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Well, that's a wrap. Another episode of our podcast. I hope you learned a lot. And if you did, you should hit subscribe, right? Have you subscribed to this podcast yet? We come out with new content every single Monday. We're interviewing great guests. We're uncovering great tips that are going to help your school. Hit the subscribe button. And if you haven't left me a review yet, love to hear from you there. So just hit a review. Now in the show notes, you can actually sign up for my newsletter. You guys, socialschoolforedu.com. We've been serving schools since 2014. We just focus on social media. And if you want helpful videos and blog articles and links to other helpful content, you're going to want to be on that free newsletter. So check that out in the show notes and get signed up today socialschoolforedu.com is our website. You can check out more of what we offer there. My mission is to help schools celebrate what's going on in their districts with social media. We work with public schools. We work with private schools. We work with charter schools. um, And we share all of our experience through free content and through some paid services, which include a membership program, a webinar pass. Um, We even do full management for schools. We just want to make social media and celebrating schools easier. So you can check out more at our website, socialschoolforedu.com. Until next time, guys, keep telling those stories.